0: Welcome to the Disciplined and Driven Podcast. I am your host today, Jade Rowe. The Disciplined and Driven Podcast embraces the unknown and the uncomfortable. Those who strive for better take you behind the scene, scenes of their upbringing, sacrifices they have made, and disciplined habits they have adopted in the hopes that you become 1% better every day, give back, and make the world we live in a better place. Thank you for joining us. This is episode one, and I'm here with your co-host, Kyle Grimm. How you doing today, Kyle? I'm
1: doing good, Jade. How are you?
0: Doing well, man. Doing well. Making it happen. So on today's episode, we are going to start by interviewing our own very co-host, Kyle Grimm. So Kyle, give us a little background. Um, where'd you grow up? Where do you live right now? What are you doing right now with your free time and in your career?
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jade so i'll try to keep this short but uh long story short i uh born and raised in a small town quincy illinois kind of in the middle of nowhere uh, north of st louis missouri about two hours Uh, i just grew up um, went to went to high school didn't really know what my path was going to be as far as a career went and was always uh, interested in real estate my dad had uh, been in real estate in his 20s and 30s and he always told me his biggest regret in his life was selling all of his real estate when you start having kids. And so I always kept that in the back of my mind. And um, so I, you know, getting out of high school, I still wasn't really sure what direction I would go. So I was working construction a little bit on the side. And um, I actually, it was in high school that I purchased my first little house. It was just a, you know, a real piece of junk uh, house. They're asking like $12,000 for it. And I bought it for five grand, Uh, fixed it up with a couple of friends and, you know, the help of my dad. And rented that out, and just uh, really started to enjoy the passive income, seeing someone else pay that house off for me. So that's when my love of real estate really started. And then I, you know, thought maybe I'd go into some sort of construction career. Um, so I, I went to a community college for two years in a construction program, and um, that's when I, you know, I realized that I was doing so much better on the real estate side that you know I'd be better off focusing on that rather than. Um, you know, going into like a construction management position. So I, you know, I did a few flips with my dad and with some friends and, you know, found out that that was more of a job than, you know, passive income. And I really was hoping to build a business of passive income. So I kept uh, buying real estate, uh, bought some, you know, a few more cheap houses and was able to keep leveraging up into bigger and better properties. And um, today I've I've got just a mixture of, you know, single family, some small multifamily, and now I'm getting into some mobile home parks. So that's been super exciting. Um, I am recently married. We got married last June um, to my wife, Devin, and uh, she's from Arizona. So we really enjoy, you know, spending time back in Arizona. And um, currently we are living in a four unit. We are what Brandon Turner has coined as house hacking. Um, we are, we're living in one unit and renting out the other unit, So our, you know, our um, expenses are very low. So we're really just investing back into our businesses. She's in school, um, to be a CPA. So she's the brains behind everything. And I'm just the, I'm just the laborer. So anyways, um, that's, uh, just kind of a short bio of me and, um, yeah, that's, that's about it.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, so it sounds like you're a real estate guy and Um, you know, this, this podcast is all about getting kind of into the weeds and things like that, but tell us a little bit more. Um, I know this question gets asked a lot, but I mean, what is kind of like your why and like, you know, has that changed over time? I mean, why, why, what was it interesting to you about real estate? Was it the income? Was it the, um, financial freedom aspect of it? Was it the, um, turning a, you know, distressed asset into a better asset? Like why real estate for you in general? And has yes, it yes and, and yes.
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, everything you're talking about kind of hit, you know, hit the hot spot. But I, uh, I would say, you know, ultimately, I looked at, you know, what is the most important thing in our life? And it's, you know, the time that we have here on the earth. And, and so I think our time freedom is very important. And, and when I looked at different, you know, avenues, I realized that real estate was a great way to build a business and still have, you know, your time you're not trading your time for for money. So I remember reading, um, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, every, about every investor has read that. And that really was very eye opening to me. And um, so I just loved the idea of, you know, building this passive income where I could spend time with my family. So you know, what is my why? I think my, my why is definitely spending time with my family. You know, we don't have kids yet. But when I have kids, I can't wait to be able to, you know, go to every sporting event with them. And you know, just be able to pick up on some random afternoon and be like, Hey, let's go kayaking or let's go, um, you know, let's go serve someone and and do something, you know, helpful to someone else. And so I, I just really looked at real estate as this is the, this is a great way to, to be able to do that. So I would say that's that my family is my why
0: having time with them. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. So, um, I mean, what, what sort sort of challenges or sacrifices have you had to overcome, um, and push through to kind of make what you're doing now a reality. I mean, you obviously have a lot more goals and dreams that you're going to go after, but you are being successful. You're a real estate investor, real estate agent. Um, you own more than a lot of people probably own. So, you know, talk talk us through some challenges, maybe some sacrifices you've had to make, you know, maybe an example of a failure. Um, let's get let's get deep here.
1: Yeah. So. Um, when I, when I first heard you say that, you know, what have I sacrificed? And I think, um, certainty is what I've sacrificed being in real estate. You're not guaranteed a paycheck. Uh, you know, as a, I'm also a realtor, so I sell residential real estate and, you know, you might have some months where you're, you know, you have, you know, $10,000 paycheck coming, then the next month you might make, make nothing. So I think, uh, the fear of the unknown is something you really have to get used to in real estate and I just remember when I I had been out of college for, you know, four years or, or been out of high school for four years or so. And, and then all of my friends started graduating college and, you know, getting steady jobs, you know, being an engineer, or maybe an accountant making, you know, sixty seventy thousand $70,000 a year. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, here I am, you know, bootstrapping, you know, cheap real estate, hardly, you know, making any money. And so, yeah, the the fear of the unknown was really something I had to embrace and just realize that I'm playing towards the long-term game. I'm not, you know, I'm not guaranteed a paycheck, but if I keep pushing forward, then ultimately my business is going to pay off. So I think that's, you know, certainty is one of the sacrifices I've made for sure. And just, uh, you know, getting used to being uncomfortable.
0: Okay. And have you had a failure that you would, you know, willing be willing to talk to us a little bit more about during your... Um yeah.
1: Oh, I should have thought about this a little bit more uh, before you asked me, but um
0: mm. or even another question, you know, the frame is just maybe like you said, you're you're very uncomfortable. You don't have any certainty. I mean, is there a time when you were the most uncomfortable? Um, whether that was, you know, financially or with your relationships, whatever it may be, like is there a time you remember where like, oh my gosh, I am very uncomfortable right now. Um, whatever, for, for, for whatever reason. And then how did you kind of, you know, overcome that?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, what comes to mind is I I moved to St. Louis actually for a while and I was down there doing some, I was trying to get into wholesaling real estate and I was, I was wholesaling real estate with a group of guys and just realized it wasn't for me. And I got to this point where I just felt so uncertain. Like I said, I was seeing a lot of my friends getting out of college and, or, you know, maybe getting a job that's, you know, pretty secure. And um, so I was really struggling there for a while just to find find out what my calling was. And, um, but ultimately, I think you got everyone needs to ask themselves the question of what do they actually enjoy. And so I actually I got distracted for probably about six months, I actually, I got to a point where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, with my life. And I was I got to a really low point And um, you know, marriage was in the back of my mind, but I felt like I couldn't provide. And so I actually took a job at an insurance agency, you know, trying to sell insurance. And I tell you what, I've never been more miserable in my life than, the, you know, those six months. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there cold calling people and in, in doing something I didn't enjoy. And I'm not hating on the insurance industry. It's a great industry, but I think you have to enjoy it. And so I, you know, I would, I would put that out there to everyone that it's so important to find something that you somewhat get excited about because then it's, then you're fine with, you know, embracing the uncertainty and you're fine with, um, you know, investing in something that's not super, uh, you know, certain and, you know, making it a reality. So I finally got out of that, um, insurance job and decided, Hey, look, you know, I'm going to actually move back in with my parents for a while, which I did. Um, that was very humbling. And I, you know, got, got my real estate license back in Illinois again and started, you know, diving in and, you know, the first, you know, first few months, you don't make anything, you know, you're just, you know, prospecting and trying to find business. But, um, that, yeah, I, I don't even remember what your original question was, but that was a little story of, a, I guess, a failure, you know, I shouldn't say it's a failure because it was a learning lesson, you know, and yeah. I think that everyone needs to take their failures as, you know, not a failure, but just, you know, a learning experience.
0: And how old were you at that time in your life?
1: Oh, that would have been. Let's see. I graduated high school in 2012, 13, 14. That would have been. Um, I, I would have been in my low 20s. So I'm 26 now, and I, yeah. I would have been probably like you know 22, around 22, yeah. 23, something like that. Yeah.
0: And I'm 24 too. And I think that's you know something that our listeners need to take away is I think in today's society, like there's so much like pressure on 20 year olds, especially when coming out of college. Like come out of college, you gotta Almost have your life figured out and go get a steady job and um, go you know meet a girl or whatever it may be and you didn't I mean you really found something that you loved you thought it was wholesaling but you knew it was something with real estate um, and you went towards that and you made sacrifice you saw plenty of your friends probably graduating college and doing something different and were quote stable and certain but you don't have I me mean, in your twenties we have so much time ahead of ourselves where this is a time to really figure out what you want to do in your life and not get stuck later on. So, um, you know, I would just encourage all of our listeners to take Kyle's story here and think about, Hey, I'm in my twenties. Like, do I need to have my life figure at 26, 27, 28? No, you don't. I mean, you have plenty of time. Um, I know Gary V talks about that all the time. It is like, be patient, enjoy the process. Don't rush it. You have anything to add that Kyle?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I talk about that with my wife all the time that, uh, you know, it, it really, as cliche as it is, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And, you know, find something where you enjoy the process. I love the process of building this real estate company, even though it's taken forever, you've
0: mm-hmm. got to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, that's awesome. So let's dive into kind of like some of your disciplines. I mean, what does an average day look like in the in, you know the day in the life of Kyle Grimm? Some of your routine, your habits, daily disciplines, anything like that?
1: Yeah. So if my wife listens to this, she might throw me under the bus a little bit because I've been slacking. So hopefully she's <laughs> not listening, but um I would say so this was shortly after I got out of the 2-year college. I read this book called The Morning Miracle and or the Miracle Morning I Miracle think morning. Yeah, I have it yep. yep, I have it right here. Um Hal Elrod wrote this book and I listened to it and it really really dialed in my mornings. My mornings I'd wake up and not really know what I was doing. You know, I'd kind of have a plan but, you know, it was just, you know, get out of bed whenever and, and just really not get going right away. But then I implemented um, his uh, strategy and he's got an acronym and um, it's called the SAVERS. And mm-hmm. it's silence, affirmation, visualize, uh, exercise, read, and scribe. And scribe is mm-hmm. stand for journal. So I actually have a, a binder with those tabs written out. And then I also have goals written out in the back. And so every morning, um, again, since I've got married, I've slacked a little bit, but um, when we sit, you know, we sit down in the morning and do our devotions, drink our coffee, and then I pull that binder out and I go through it. So, you know, silence, I say a prayer, you know, and, you know, I'll read the Bible first and then I'll go through and do my affirmations and I'll actually write them out. I have, I have this binder getting really thick because I've written them out for years now. And it's so interesting to actually look back at those and, and be like, "Wow, I was struggling with that back then, and now I've overcome that." And so, I'm a huge believer in, in affirmations. Um, then you you know vis- visualize. I don't really visualize much, but you can maybe visualize like your goals coming true or something like that. Exercise. Um, my wife and I, right after we get done with our devotions and in, in my more, Miracle Morning, we you know either go to the gym or we do a home workout, um, and that's great. That's something that I don't necessarily always enjoy and she's the one who you know really pushes me to do that so that's that's really good um and then you know I, I journal a little bit which is the scribe um and then read you know you're supposed to read a little bit and i maybe read like a couple pages a day um, something mm-hmm. like that so but honestly i guess my point to the whole morning miracle is have a routine that you try to stick to every day um, and you know my favorite part of that whole routine is just looking at my goals so mm-hmm. I, you know, I try to um, look at those every single day. I don't just look at them, I actually write them out. So I date it and then write them out. So I have seven goals I'm working on right now um, for 2020 that, you know, I look at, I try to almost every weekday. So that's been, that's been super helpful in my life is the, that book.
0: And what's your, to, to implement that savers, I mean, what time are you getting up in the morning to do that? And what time are you going to bed? I think some people always say that like, Oh, like well how, what time do you actually get up and do you hit that seven days a week
1: yeah um it it kind of varies depending upon the time of the year of the year in the winter mm-hmm. we sleep in a little more but uh like i said things have changed a little bit i haven't we haven't been married yet a year so we're still trying to figure out our schedule but mm-hmm. we get up every morning around 5 15. uh last last year i was up around 4 30 in the morning now i'm not saying you have to get up that early but it is really nice to get up before your phone starts to ring, so mm-hmm. uh, you know we're up around that the five fifteen every morning right now, and then we try to be done with you know the our morning routines, our exercising, and our breakfast, and then i'm I'm in the office by you know around eight thirty in the morning
0: Gotcha, gotcha cool. Um, we're well, talking about kind of you know getting uncomfortable. we've talked about that a lot, but do you have an example when um, and maybe it was when you know your, your high school friends or your college friends were getting different jobs and you were still doing wholesaling and construction, things like that. But you have an example when you felt or you were judged by others? And I think that is a big topic that some people um, they won't go do what they want to do internally because they feel that they'll be judged by their friends or their family um, or their coworkers. I mean, is that fear of being judged by others that is all around us and looming so give us an example that like you felt if you've had one if you felt that you were judged heavily for some decision that you made
1: yeah well i mean there's lots of little moments when i feel like i'm being judged and maybe an example that would be maybe i'm going on like a facebook live or something you know and i'm nervous Mm -hmm. and like what are people going to think of me and i'm doing this home tour or something. But that's a little thing. I think some of the bigger moments would be when I moved to St. Louis, and I wasn't there real long, and I felt like a failure. And then I, you know, I I moved up to Central Illinois and tried that insurance gig. And that only lasted for six months. And then I moved back into my parents house, you know, and I was there for a year or two, and felt like a, you know, a big failure. So that's, and that was all the time when, you know, my friends were getting out of college and, you know, getting these jobs and getting houses and stuff. And so, that was definitely a point in my life when I felt super judged, but um, somehow I got, you know, just kept pushing through and it's definitely paid off.
0: Yeah. Do you have a point on the flip side of when you were going through that, you know, quote judgment where someone maybe reached out to you um, randomly, maybe, maybe it was a complete stranger or a family member or friend that said, Hey man, like, it's cool to see what you're doing. Did you, have you had any experiences like that?
1: Yeah, I have. Absolutely. Um, you, you never know who's watching you. And I've definitely had friends reach out and be like, Hey, you know, it looks like what you're doing is really cool. And I would love to talk to you about how I can get into it. But another, um, I just got to shout out my aunt Tammy. She, you know, she actually had shot me a message. I remember very distinctly, you know, she shot me a message during that time period and says, Hey, look, you know, it's, it's okay to, to fail once in a while. Kind of like what I said earlier, you know, you learn from your failures and she didn't really even call it a failure of, you know, moving back with my parents or, Mm-hmm. Um, whatever I did because I learned
0: from it. So yeah, you never know who's watching you. Yeah. I think that's a good point there is that um, failure isn't, if if you don't let failure be the end destination, it never is. I mean, you, you hear a lot, you either win or you, you learn, you never fail, um, you know, fail seven times and get up eight. It's okay to do that. Um, as long as you continue to push forward, and just take it day by day. So speaking of failure, I mean, how do you Deal with off days. All right. We all have those days where, all right, I'm going to wake up at 4 35, 15. Um, Now that alarm goes off and I'm like really tired because I was up late. Maybe if you're on, you know, looking at new deals you're analyzing, or as a realtor, you were writing contracts for clients. How do you deal with off days where, you know, your whole day, you're kind of just your mind is a little bit foggy? We all have those days. I mean, is there any tips or tricks or advice you'd have for someone going through an off day? And what to tell themselves, I guess, during that day, because some people I think take it too seriously.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I didn't. I didn't mention this earlier, but with part of my morning routine is I write down five things I'm thankful for, mm. and I feel like that has really helped me. Just during the bad days, I'm able to, you know, mm. you know, stop and say, "Hey, wait a minute. You know, let's think for a second about, you know, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for the fact that it's sunny outside, or uh, whatever it might be." That practice has really helped me, you know, keep my, you know, brain in check and not get too, you know, upset maybe if the day isn't going right. And you just really get used, the more you get used to um, maybe, you know, bad days, the the better you're going to, I guess, the more that you go through them, the better you're going to be able to handle them. Because, you know, I know, Jade, you can attest to this, real estate is very much a roller coaster, you know one day you might be on top of the world you have you know a new listing or a new buyer or maybe you submit an offer on a property and you know maybe it gets accepted but then you know the next week something falls apart with maybe the appraisal or something like that and so i mean there's there's so many times you know in my life in my real estate career where it's like top of the world two hours later bottom of the barrel you know top of the world bottom of the barrel so yeah you just you've got to get used to it the more you go through it the more you'll be able to deal with it but I mean, I, I really think that people need to remind themselves of, you know, the things that they're thankful for, you know? Yeah. And I actually, I'll, one more thing. I mean, I've got a friend I was just talking to about this, you know, he's getting started in the real estate and, you know, he was getting super frustrated, you know, a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, man, give yourself a break. Um, you know, that, what is the saying? I forget. Like you, you can, you, you can accomplish way more than you think, um, you know, over a long period of time. I, I don't know what the saying is you might, yeah, but I don't <laughs> Okay, but you know, this is a long-term game. We don't have to always feel like we're winning. And you know, give yourself a ten-year period, and and you know, you might have a couple bad days, but you're still going to keep moving forward. So give yourself a break. You know, go outside, enjoy nature, and just keep moving forward. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. So. Um, well, thank you for that. We're going to jump into some of our kind of rapid fire questions here to wrap this up. You don't need to go into super um, large details, but we'll start with Jenna, you know, how do you give back right now to others or your community? Um, what are the ways that you like to give back? Yeah, uh, this
1: is a humbling question because I don't feel like I do a very good job of this, um, but I think. Uh, my wife and I, well, she's actually a really good cook. And so we're starting to make meals for people. And um, that's something that's been really enjoyable. And then just being able to, you know, serve in the church and be able to help out. um, That's always been something that I've wanted to get involved with more. So I'm not going to say I'm doing well in that area of my life, but um, I think that there's definitely a lot of ways to serve. And even spending time with family. Uh, I've got a little sister who, All of her siblings have now moved out. I mean, all of us are married and just being able to spend time with her and, you know, have good quality time. That's definitely been another way that I've kind of given back, I feel.
0: Nice. Okay. Is there a way that you like to give back to yourself or um, a spot or place or thing you do that where you're able to kind of reset? Let's say, you know, you have a really busy week or month or year. Is there a spot or place or thing you do to kind of reset your wheels? I think probably traveling either traveling
1: or just going on a drive. I love just you know, popping in uh, a podcast and you know taking off, driving around and look at real estate. That's, that's about the ultimate for me.
0: That's awesome. And is there um, an app or piece of technology that helps you in your everyday life?
1: Yeah, so I use um, an app called Podio. It's actually, well, it's an app you can download on your phone or you can just use it on your web browser. But Podio is a CRM. And so, if anyone out there is in real estate, and you know, say they're out driving around, they see a property that they want to maybe uh, purchase. I go in there, I enter in the address, and you can you can you can really edit this to your liking. But you can go in there and enter the address, and it'll automatically like pull up the street view, and then you can uh, document different conversations you've had with the seller. You can put in like their their email address and their phone number, and all that information. So. I have that built out now where, you know, I've got a list of, you know, 50 properties that I would potentially like to buy someday. So then you can set reminders on there to say, Hey, reach out in, you know, two months. So then, you know, your phone will go off in two months and say, Hey, reach out to, you know, Joe Schmo with the six unit apartment building on main street. And so I've actually purchased multiple properties by doing that, by just having that CRM and remembering to follow up. And so I would suggest if people are in some type of service business like that, you know, try Podio's, there's tons of them out there, but Podio has been great for me. Okay.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, that's something that I myself am trying to figure out, um, is a different CRM. I'm a, and kind of an Excel spreadsheet nerd. So I need to look at something like Podio for sure. (laughs) Um, well, do you have, you know, you talked about, um, you know, you wake up and you are, in uh, in the Bible, and you like to serve in your in your church. So, I mean, do you have a favorite quote, um, or maybe even a Bible verse um, that you remind yourself of that keeps you pushing forward?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think th- there was a point in my life where I was definitely not a Christian, and you know, I'd been born and raised in a Christian household, but I was you know more or less running from that, and uh, definitely not serving God by any means. And I just remember I got to a point in my life where it's like I've got to turn my life around and um, I talked to the the minister at my church and he shared uh, Matthew 6 verse 33 and 34 Um, and I won't say the whole thing but it's more or less you know seek first the kingdom of God and you know everything else will be added unto you and you don't need to worry about you know what are you going to eat tomorrow what are you going to wear you know God will take care of it as long as you're seeking him first so I think that's something. Um, again, in the real estate world, things are very uncertain. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But as long as you're seeking God, and you know you believe that He's going to take care of you, um, I that's been a verse that's really impacted my life.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, I think um, something that a lot of people that when they're going after their passion, whether it's their full-time career or something, you know, maybe it's a side hustle. There's, you know, like you said, so much uncertainty and unknown and you come to a point where I think you can only for so long rely on your own strength and your own power. And you have to have, you know, faith that your side hustle, your business is going to work out, you know, um, and having some faith like that is uh, is huge because it's blind faith that what is what matters um, in this business for sure. Um, yeah. My last question is, you know, how, or what piece, sorry, what piece of advice would you give someone um, who has a passion that they would like to begin pursuing but are afraid to or haven't taken action yet for whatever reason. And I'm not talking, um, you know, go quit your job and be go start a business or whatever it may be. Like they just have something inside of them that they want to start pursuing, whether it's, you know, opening a gym or starting a blog or whatever it may be to kind of get out of whatever rut they may have been in. What kind of piece of advice would you give?
1: Yeah, this is going to sound so incredibly basic and, you know, duh, but um, you just got to do it. I mean, honestly, you know, Nike says it best, just do it. I feel like I have spent so much of my life overthinking things and not pulling the trigger. Like, you know, oh, am I analyzing this property closely enough? Or am I really thinking about all the outcomes? You know, you'll figure it out, you know, jump out and you you know, you'll figure out how to pull the parachute once <laughs> you're out of the plane. Okay. That's not a very good analogy. Don't do that. But, um, Seriously, yeah, just, you know, you've got to take action. Don't overthink things. Um, and you know, your product, maybe if you're trying to release something out into the world, you have a small business, it's not going to be per- it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it out there and you can, you know, critique things and so I would say take action, um, don't let another day go by and always take forward movement. I mean, you know, even if you don't have a real successful day, just make one call or maybe make one decision or something like that. So just really keep taking action.
0: I love that. I love that. I'm uh, in the middle of reading the slight edge right now, the book. And it's all about that. It's all about those one little actions that you don't even notice that you're doing. You're like, oh, that, who cares? It doesn't even make a difference. But you do that over the course of a month and a year. And a, you know, it, it compounds extremely fast. And then a year later, you're like, holy cow, I've done a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, um, you know, for letting me myself interview you. Well, next next week, uh, Kyle's going to be interviewing me, but how can uh, the people, the folks, uh, listeners reach out to you, learn more information about you or connect with you?
1: Yeah, um, you can either uh, send me a, a, an email. It's just kyle.grim94 at gmail.com and Grim is spelled with two M's. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, so go follow me there. It's underscore Kyle Grimm. And I don't have a fancy website built yet, but maybe one of these days. So that's about because he took action. Yeah, yeah, I'll take some action on that.
0: (laughs) Awesome, Kyle. Well, thank you so much. Um, We'll let you go. You have an awesome day. Um, Everyone listening to this podcast, thank you so much. Stay tuned next week where Kyle will be interviewing myself for episode number two. And in the meantime, stay disciplined and stay driven.